Hello, and welcome to this month's RLW Read, Listen, Watch from Rupert's Coffee Shop. My name is Heidi Ellsworth, and I am very excited to have you here today for, I think, an exceptional webinar, RLW, that's really going to go over something that every single roofing company out there can incorporate right now like right away. So before we get started, I want to remind everyone that this is being recorded and it will be on demand within the next 24 hours. So be sure to share it out with everyone you know in roofing or friends, family, everybody out there. Um, also, we will be um, having questions at the end. So please feel free to add any questions to the chat. We'll have that going throughout the whole um, webinar and or to the Q&A. And we will be sure to get to those as we go along. So let's get started. Today's RLW is about stopping chimney leaks, re-roofing and maintenance. I am very happy to welcome back to the show, to the RLW, Wendy Marvin, the CEO of Matrix Roof and Home, and Nathan Ferraro, Senior Marketing with Sashco. Welcome both of you. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Good to be back. It's, I, this is a great topic. I, I mean, I just, I'm really... I know it sounds crazy, but I'm really excited about this topic today. I just think it's something that we never talk about that much. So before we get started on that topic, let's start out with some introductions. So Nathan, again, welcome back. And could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Sashco? Yeah, uh, so I'm Nathan Ferraro, and I've been with Sashco almost two years now, uh, working in product development. Uh, Sashco's uh, slogan is products that work. Our, our owner, Les, gets very annoyed by products that are supposed to do a function and it, they just don't work, right? And a great example. That annoys us that, too. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we just moved into a new building here and, and a great example of that was the paper towel dispenser, right? We, we had these new paper towel dispensers and boy, they you had to really work at it and it never came out, right? And and it's, it's things like that that inspire us to create a better product uh, for our customers. So, so my job is basically to get out in the market, work with uh, contractors, roofers, uh, remodelers, and figure out what opportunities there are for products that aren't working. And then uh, to come back to the lab and tinker for a little while and then uh, get solutions out there. That sounds like a fun job. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I'm so happy to have Wendy. You are just a staple with Rupert's Coffee Shop. Such a, um, such a gem for us. Um, but if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Matrix Roof and Home, that would be great. Thanks for having me, Heidi. I love being here with you guys. Um, so I'm Wendy Marvin. I'm the CEO um, and founder of Matrix Roofing and Home Solutions, or Matrix Roofing Home. We're trying to shorten that up. Um, I'm a roofing contractor. You know, I, I own a company here in Vancouver, Washington. We service Portland and, or Oregon and Washington, um, primarily residential, small commercial, um, you know, trying to find ways to differentiate ourselves in the market. It's a busy, busy state of Washington. Uh, uh, has a lot of unlicensed contractors. We don't really have to pass a test to be here. So we're always looking for ways to advance. And I'm really thankful to have the Rippers Coffee Shop group to just bounce ideas off of and pull new things from. And um, 
excited to be here. I'm all all the board stuff, you know, whatever. We're all, <laughs> I love our industry. I'm traveling constantly. Um, you know, I'm excited yeah. to be here and excited to be a part of our industry. So great. Well, thank you. Thank you both for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. Um, so let's get to it. Let's talk about chimneys. This is kind of fun. So, um, you know, you think about it and we always are talking about roofing. We're always talking about all the different types of roofs, but how often do you really actually even hear anybody talk about the chimneys? And um, now, obviously I'm from Oregon. Maybe that's not obvious, but I'm from Oregon. We actually heat our home with a wood stove. It's our primary um, heat source. So we are very big about chimneys and wood stoves and fireplaces um, up in the Pacific Northwest. But overall, it is one of the most important parts. So maybe, Wendy, starting with you, like how do you even um, training your crew, your folks in the office, and really kind of starting to make that chimney and the inspection of the chimney part of that homeowner, building owner discussion? Yeah, well, I'll back up even just a little bit further if it's okay um, and just say that we kind of got into it because um, we had the um, situations where we, you know, we, we go through periods of years where we just get torrential rain and we get torrential rain for days on end. And um, when that happens, we find that, you know, we started getting a lot of leak calls, but there were leak calls we couldn't help with. And, and what they were, were chimney leaks. And what we discovered after kind of working with Masons and trying to help customers who now have interior damage, um, we want to try to figure out ways to get ahead of the game. And um, what we discovered is, you know, of course, a lot of people have chimneys and brick, especially a lot of people don't use their fireplaces or um, or don't maintain them if they do. And so if you think about it from a heat expansion, contraction, and then, you know, bricks being a porous substance eventually, you know, what happens in our area when we get long periods of rain is the bricks just absorb so much water that it starts coming down through the flue into the house. And so, you know, we were trying to solve the problem for our customers and how can we help? And so um, we started incorporating chimney inspections into our roof field inspection and just found nobody else was doing it. And I think that's the key is just like, you know, um, if I'm a customer and I'm looking to, I'm talking to a roofer and one roofer gets up and just, you know, blah, 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 this is what you need. And the other roofer gets up and gives a really thorough inspection, but also says, Hey, by the way, I think your chimney's past life. Is this something you use? Is this something you don't? We do chimney maintenance, you know, and obviously to the scope of a roofer, um, exterior kind of only, we don't, we don't, you got to be careful there, but, um, we just started adding it to our conversation. So training was, um, you know, new and, and trying to get everybody compliant, but overall it's been a great ad and the customers really seem to like it. And as you're looking at that, um, in training your team, um, to really look for like what staining wetness, crumbling mortar, it's kind of across the whole company, right? I mean, you need to, from the beginning to estimating through production, the whole nine yards. Yeah. You want to lay the foundation with your customer service people that are taking phone calls and emails and just say, um, you know, general questions like, um, well, do you have a fireplace in your home? And they're like, what does that have to do with my roof? And it's like, well, it sits <laughs> on top of your roof. You know? <laughs> exactly. and, uh, and then you'll, you know, you ask, do you use it? And then, you know, that gives us a heads up when the estimator goes out with their paperwork or their notes, it says, hey, customer has an unused chimney. They've lived there 10 years. They've never used it. Please inspect and, and include that in part of the field. And um, sometimes you tick it off and it's fine. And other times, you know, like my house I live in, my house was built in the 80s. 
And, you know, when we started doing this, we started sealing chimney um, bricks and stuff. And it, and it just having that conversation again from start to finish is, is a big deal. And Nathan, uh, you know, I know you are talking to contractors every single day. You are across the country, but you have to be seeing, I mean, with the Sashko products that can go clear across the entire house. Um, are you seeing some of these like chimneys and other um, other accessories, I wouldn't say accessories, but other penetrations on the roof that are kind of capturing people's attention more so than ever? Yeah, I think chimneys are are maybe a little bit more dangerous sometimes because a, a lot of the traditional penetrations through the roof are fairly small and they're round, right? They're, it's a little bent of some sort. And uh, the geometry there works well, right? And this picture that you have here is, is actually pretty good geometry. But what if we take that and we rotate the chimney 90 degrees, right? Now you have a huge surface area that's going to catch leaves that might, you know, ridge over the, the flashing there. And it's basically a small dam on the roof that's catching water, right? And so, and we see that geometry uh, frequently, right? And so um, chimneys are certainly a spot that you can catch more problem areas than uh, a traditional, you know, small, um, penetration where water is just going to shed around it and not get hung up as much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Very good point. Um, and you know, you had said also earlier, Wendy, um, and, and it kind of goes back to what you're saying, Nathan, of really understanding what's on the roof, but then being able to really communicate that to the owner, whether it's a building owner or a homeowner. And that communication is so important. So let's kind of start with you on that, on just as you are starting to bring this discussion into it, what are some of the key messaging? Well, again, hit them multiple times. You know, you want to you want to have this conversation when you do the intake. You want to mention that you look at chimneys. Is that something they're interested in? And and it always, almost always, opens a conversation to be able to say, well, what do you mean? Why would you care about my chimney? And then we have an opportunity to say, you know, well, in our experience, chimneys that are not maintained are are eventually leaks in the, inside the home. And then you've got drywall damage and you've got potential flooring damage and different things. So, um, you know, you, you do that. And then, you know, you have to be sure that if you lay that foundation on the front end, that your estimators also address that, or they see your estimators working around the chimney and that you have maybe checklists for the chimney included in your estimating paperwork where, you know, when you get done with the estimate and the customer wants to ask you questions that that's, you know, that you're showing that's addressed. Um, and again, just being really careful again, our, um, concern about getting involved with chimneys is probably what a lot of people out there are thinking is, holy heck, I'm not a Mason. I'm not a chimney sweep. I don't want to deal with the fire stuff. And, you know, just like a bee vent on a roof, we don't, we don't deal with that stuff. So we, you have to know your limits and you have to let the customer know that, you know, we deal with the exterior of the chimney. We deal with the waterproofing. As Nathan mentioned, this is a dead end, basically where a pitched roof hits a flat surface and it's a real potential for issues. So here are some of the things we can do. We can build crickets. We can, 
you know, provide maintenance. Um, but it's it's just making it all part of the conversation. And then again, back to that liability, know when to say when. Know when to have a good chimney sweep as a partner that says, hey, I'm looking at your chimney and I know that you asked us to address it, but I'm just feeling like this is so far past life. We've got to get a mason involved or a chimney sweep involved and make sure that this is done. You know, this is something we can't help you with. And I would think homeowners would appreciate that so much, especially when you have those strong relationships where you can refer somebody who's high quality. Exactly, exactly. And then understanding the inside structure. I mean, I don't know, I would advise anybody to just go on YouTube and look at how chimneys are built to understand that, you know, most of it is just a firebox and then the flues, the chimney flues, and then stuff built around it. So there's usually a lot of open cavity space mm -hmm. that when this stuff starts going south and it starts leaking, it goes on for a long time before it's noticed. Yeah, Nathan, um, you're, you're going, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> well, well said, I, I have nothing to add there. <laughs> um, I, I'm always amazed too, when you look at, just thinking about it, it does take a long time to see, you know, where the leak is coming through because there's so much, but then all the other things that can be involved in there too. And once you start doing those repairs, what's that, actually pushing down what's happening. So I think knowing the inside without taking on the liability is really important for the overall health and safety of that, the roof and the chimney and the people. And the company. <laughs> yeah, and the company overall, for sure. Um, well, then, okay, so let's talk about re-roofing around the chimneys. And um, maybe let's go ahead, Nathan, let's start with you just kind of talking about from your experience with this, um, out there um, with the contractors and with your products, what are some of the things that they contractors should have top of mind as they are starting to do after they've inspected it, they realize there's some problems and they're starting to um, work on it? Yeah, so, you know, coming from a sealant company, I, I think even we try to stress that there's, there's no uh, fixing geometry, right? If you have anything improperly lapped, that's going to be a problem. And sealants aren't really designed to help with improperly uh, lapped builds, right? So uh, that's the first thing is to, to check all the flashing, make sure that everything's lapped properly, uh, and make sure that you have a geometry that makes sense. Again, this one uh, is angled properly, but if we were to rotate it 90 degrees, maybe we, we put in a ridge, right? And kind of divert the water away from the chimney. Uh, in a case like that. Um, but then uh, we do all know that water also goes uphill, right? So when you've got wind-driven rain, when you've got a horizontal edge like this, uh, you can get ice damming. It's You're going to get water creeping up under the shingles. Uh, and so that's where sealants can kind of be a belt and suspenders approach where you can uh, keep the water out uh, uh, and, and kind of have a little backup uh, option there. Uh, and so when you're when you're selecting sealants, you certainly want to uh, look for one that, that you're comfortable with that you know is going to stand up to the elements. Uh, you also want to think about your environment, right? So if they've got a leak, you may have moisture uh, already in there, right? And so do you need one where moisture vapor can still come out. Otherwise, you might be trapping water in, right? And even though more water might not get in, you might actually be creating a mold problem uh, because of trapping the moisture in. Um, I, I think a lot of folks are 
maybe counterintuitively think about uh, heat being a problem. And I've not seen a sealant uh, that has a heat problem when it comes to a chimney. I think when you're talking about the outside of the bricks, you know, and that far up, it's really not getting that hot, right? And, and pretty much every sealant can go up to 200 degrees. So that's one that, yeah, it's maybe worth understanding, but it's actually usually not a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, I, both you and Wendy have been talking about this, like the moisture getting trapped in, the bricks um, bringing moisture. That brings me back to the whole freeze thaw, I guess. I know Pacific Northwest, but um, just all those kind of things. But Wendy, let's kind of, Take us through to what you do when you're kind of looking, I mean, with all of these, um, you know, we're, like Nathan said, the flashings, but also thinking about freeze thaw, thinking about the look, the aesthetics, cleaning of the bricks. Take us through that. Yeah, well, so the, um, the look, I would say what's interesting to me is you start having conversations with contractors and there are people out there that don't replace the chimney pan when we, when we, when they re-roof. It's like, Put in new flashing wherever you can put in new flashing. And, you know, obviously the counter flashing where it's embedded in the bricks that you can't replace that, but you can check for the mortar that's around the counter flashing to see if it's, you know, um, if it's intact and if it's crumbling. And that's a great place to apply something that, you know, Nathan's product. Um, the beauty of Sashco for us has been the fact that, you know, they have a really good wet install. So, you know, we've got great products in our area and, and, you know, hate to say it, but we roof in the rain all the time out here. And um, whether that's positive or negative, it's just a reality of what happens. And so if you're going to do a cleaning, if you're going to do uh, where you're going to seal a chimney with a product, um, you know, and, and we use GAF products for that, you got to be aware, has it been raining for the last four days straight, right? Because you're going to seal in the moisture in the bricks and you've got to be able to make sure that the chimney caps in place and that the 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 counter up on the top of this one is a great example of you know it's shedding water it's not coming from the top down it's coming kind of sideways in the rain environment um you know replace the flashing make sure that you've got as much as you can um do most of your waterproofing in a warm environment where the where the bricks are dried out so summertime is a great time to do that you don't want to do that in fall and and winter um, and then if you do trap moisture in there, then yeah, you're going to end up with some potential issues for freeze thaw. And I love seeing that John Kenny's on because I, I'm thinking he would go crazy with that part of this, you know, and, and talking about just, yeah, trapping moisture and having that freeze thaw issue and, and all those things. The other part I would throw out there is just interesting about the lack of use thing. We've had people didn't even realize that we can take chimneys down. We can remove a chimney if they're not using the fireplace. You know, we work with the mason and we work with the chimney specialist and we get things capped off the right way, but chimneys can be removed and and we can reply with the area, you know, and, and roof over it. And if somebody's not using it, it's crumbling, it's going to be really expensive. It's just nice to be, again, a professional that thinks ahead. Um, I will throw one thing out there is we've had a couple comments from customers in that, um, you know, Nathan talking about the using the sealants and stuff. And it's like, that's great. Sometimes you have to preemptively have a conversation with a customer that, hey, I'm going to be able to apply sealant around these areas. Are you willing to pay for us to do the whole chimney? Because that's time consuming. Look at all those, look at all those joints in this, right? There's, that's a yeah. lot of time of, you know, finger painting or whatever you need to do. <laughs> and um, if you're, if they're not willing to do that, then what you need to point out is there's a potential color difference. 
that it's not really going to be horrifically visible, but we've all had those customers that get stuck in the minutia and, and really feel like you're not taking care of them. So again, having that conversation ahead of time about what it could look like if we only do portion a portion of this. And yes, we're going to do our best. And Sashco has a lot of colors and allows us to do that. But, you know, again, there, there's a potential that it may not look exactly the same on all the joints if we don't do all of it. And it all goes right back to that on homeowner or building owner communications to really let them know what's up on the roof and what you can do to make it the best, to make it fit this brand new, beautiful roof that's going on. Yep. And lay the foundation and, and then try to think what we've done really well at is our team really thinks really well as a homeowner. What would, what, what has made homeowners mad in the past? What have they said about, you know, a, a, a patch job that we've done on a roof? They don't like that the color matches. If you're ahead of the game on most of those conversations, then for the most part, people are reasonable. And, and, you know, and when they do go, oh, I really don't like how that looks. Mrs. So-and-so, remember back when we talked about this, here's your initial saying that we talked about the fact that the color's not going to match. Would you like to pay the extra to have us do the rest of the chimney? You know, yeah. and, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just a protection is, is really, and it feels like that's really needed more now than ever for good companies out there. For sure. And, you know, I just think there's a lot of people who can't visualize. I'll just be yeah. honest about that. Right. They can't, you may say that up front and they'll be like, oh, no, it's not a big deal until they see it. And then they're like, oh, I want, I don't want it to look like that. Can you fix yep. it? Can you finish it up? So if you have it in writing and have had that conversation so much easier to move yep. forward. Um, okay. So, and then this kind of goes right, I mean, goes right along with it. So once, if you, you know, what we were talking about, obviously is re-roofing and um, taking care of that chimney during that re-roof. Um, process, but there's a whole nother world out there of service and maintenance for residential. And Wendy, you have really been kind of forging the path, um, what I see from across the country, of people who have really said, hey, home, a lot of people are doing commercial um, service and maintenance, but residential service and maintenance, the whole thing, how can chimney maintenance um, fall into that? Well, I mean, go back to the basics of talking about how comfortable are you on a ladder? right? As a homeowner, how comfortable are you on a ladder? And they're not. And then you talk about how dangerous it is for someone who's not comfortable on a ladder, going up and down, walking around, trying to be out there. Um, and then, you know, what, what we have done, and this is maybe a tip and trick is we've included a maintenance check in every new roof at one year. So when you, when you sign on and you get a new tear off, tear off roof with us, um, in one year, you get a free inspection, right? And in one year, we're not really going to have a lot of opportunity for maintenance in terms of like moss growth or anything like that. But we have found tree branches that fell or squirrels that have stuffed nuts up under the shingles or, you know, what? there's always something. And so typically there's a small repair. We give a discounted um, repair fee for our customers if they're part of our maintenance membership. So that is the time that then we lay the foundation of, let us tell you about our matrix family membership program that we have where, you know, we're looking at your home and anywhere from one to three to four times a year, depending on your tree cover and different things, we'll come out to your home and do maintenance. And by the way, the maintenance includes an inspection of your chimney. Cause did you know that in our area, chimneys can get, you know, saturated and, and it's just a, again, they're, they're just, customers are just looking for someone to take care of them. And yeah. I'm telling you, if you're not authentic about this, they can sniff a liar a mile away. So 
don't be salesy about this. You're, you're, you're being consultive. And that's, that to me is the main, the main key for this. Um, and then let them know, you know, we'll come back a couple times a year. And, and obviously the field inspection is always important. And we always try to give a couple pictures may not mean anything. Like you mentioned, they can't visualize, but it just kind of shows transparency and honesty on our part. So yeah, and I love that about being authentic and really not being too salesy because really, do you need to be salesy? I, I'm just thinking about that is the best question ever. Do you really want to get up on your roof two or three times a year? I mean, and I mean, you did, I know we're talking about chimneys, but just to even think about gutters and yeah. everything else that goes along with that. What a great opportunity. So, Wendy, when you are... Um, really having your salespeople talk about this. I mean, kind of going back to your comment, don't be too salesy, but at the same time, you want your salespeople and your estimators to kind of talk about this maintenance program. How do you incorporate that into that um, that process? Well, we talk about it in the beginning. Obviously, it's a little hard to talk about maintenance when you haven't even done their roof yet, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's, but, but you mentioned, hey, eventually, you know, we'd love you to be part of our maintenance program and here's what it looks like. So usually we'll, we'll have just a blurb about it. Then you finish the roof and you say, you know, um, maintenance won't start immediately. We want you to know your brand new roof is beautiful and it's going to be intact. However, and this is the key, part of your warranty for your shingles includes maintenance. And if you're not, if you're not providing maintenance on your roof and taking care of your roof, it's, it can be a reason that they deny should something go wrong with your shingles. And you have to be sure and separate out shingles versus workmanship of install, because those are two different warranties. Um, and then again, at that one year mark, I think that one year thing, I got so much pushback on my, from my guys on that one, just like, why are we going back out there for a free estimate? And whatever, whatever. And I was like, because it's a, it's another face in front of the customer and it's an opportunity for you to be able to be out there and find something that might cause an issue a year from now. And they're going to say it was workmanship and it's not, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it's a situational thing that happened. So um, yeah, it, it, it takes a little bit to get the team on board and it takes a little bit of understanding, but again, from that customer standpoint, you know, I know a lot of roofers that go, ah, we don't, we don't want to deal with chimneys. You know, it's just a liability. And it's like, do you think your customer wants to sign up for one more contractor to come out and talk to them? Right. They don't. They want to deal with you and they want you to have that chimney guy and that stuff so you can help them out. They don't want to have to call somebody else. Yeah. And, it, you know, when I think about that, too, and um, that bigger picture of that maintenance going through and keeping one thing. Um, Nathan, it really kind of goes to what you, really a deep philosophy of Sashco is, is of having the right products for every part of the building across the board. And so that just fits in perfect when you're looking at these maintenance programs. Totally. I, I love this picture here uh, because it's part of our goal that um, when it comes to maintenance, anyhow, no one ever has to do this. Charity. <laughs> 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 And this might be a new build, but um, uh, yeah, I, I think we we have some really cool products that can save a lot of time, a lot of energy, and and actually um, be more durable than a traditional uh, repair using masonry. Yeah, and Heidi, a little bit more to that point, I think it's really important as a contractor to work with someone who's going to stand behind you. 
And, you know, I have full confidence in getting to know Nathan and getting to know Sashko and the things that they've done for us and how they've helped us and answering questions and all those things that if anything ever goes south with one of the product installations, they would have our back. And there's a lot of sealant companies out there. There's a lot of products out there, right? But a lot of them are small companies, small time. They don't really have that customer focus. And if that company doesn't have a customer focus, you could be left holding the bag. And when you work with a company like Sashco, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's, that is so true. Um, okay, so along on that point, I think, you know, we, we see the reasons, we see, you know, building the relationships, the partnerships, having the right products, the right everything. So, Wendy, as you are, as you, your team brings us back and you finish the house and they're working on the maintenance, how do you include chimneys um, and, and even kind of that maintenance into your, but especially chimneys, how do you include that in your contracts? Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to, you want to be sure again, and just say that, you know, uh, as a roofing provider, these are the things that we be, believe we can deal with when it comes to your chimney. Um, obviously when, it, when we go beyond that, that we are not a heat professional, we are not a chimney sweep, we are not a mason. And so, you know, to the best of our ability, you know, John and, and Trent and that the group, the legal guys out there will be more than happy to throw the verbiage at you. But, um, you know, the other part of that is, is, is talking about, you know, ex laying expectations. What are you going to do? You know, if we're going to do a sealant on a chimney, it's like, we are going to seal the exterior brick of the chimney in this manner, using a roller, making sure that we tarp off your shingles. So there isn't any fall off. Um, and that we recommend this to be done every one to five years, whatever, whatever your contract you want to set out there. Um, and then, and then show them that you did that. Like, here's a picture of the roller that we use. And this is what we think. Cause we've had people where you'll, you'll say, we're going to do the chimney. And I think I feel really bad saying this, but I feel like this is sometimes a male, female thing too, is like, well, I told them that well, I understand, <laughs> but did you make sure they understood what you said? You know, you say you're going to seal the chimney and that means nothing to people. That means, right. right. So you want to be sure that you're um, explaining how you're going to seal it. Like we've been up there with a nappy roller and people have gone, I thought you sprayed this stuff. What are you doing? I do you know, and it's like, we explain in the contract, have them initial, have them initial about the color. If you're going to do some mortar sealant on there, um, have them initial and let them know if you can or cannot re remove the pan for some reason. We've had situations where once in a while we can't replace, you know, the counter flashing obviously is in there, but the chimney pan flashing, it maybe we can't and why and just laying it out. And, and again, if it's not in writing, it didn't happen. So this is the hardest part for us in the field. And I'm sure this is something that resonates with everybody out there that's a roofing contractor is you have to get change orders, you have to communicate in writing, and you have to get approval in writing. Yeah. So, so important. And I, you know, as I look at this too, and I, and I know we've had this on a couple of slides, but I just don't think you can say this enough, is the quality of the people you work with. So if you do need to refer a chimney sweep or a mason or whatever it may be, really under, having set those relationships ahead of time, right, Wendy? Yeah. So you really can trust them. Well, and we talked about like, I had a guy in my own home to come out to do a chimney sweep for me and he came really highly recommended. And I don't tell people what I do for a living because I don't want him to act differently, right? You know, And so he comes out and I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty good. This process is really great. The phones have been great. He answered the phone. There's the bar for yeah. most contracting. Right. And uh, 
He shows up at my home and doesn't put down any tarping, proceeds to do some work up in there that knocks a bunch of stuff loose and ends up all over my wood floors in front of my fireplace. And then, you know, traipses in and out of my house five times without any boots on. <laughs> it's like, hey, well, clearly this isn't somebody I want to align with. And so contrast that to the guy that shows up the next time. And, and this is the guy we work with is he shows up, he puts booties on immediately when he walks into the home, he introduces himself, he's got a badge, he goes in and he spends the first 20 minutes laying out tarps and you know, things to make sure that the dust goes in the right places. And then when he's, you know, going in and out, he's taking his booties off as he's, it's great to wear booties, but you can't wear them to your truck guys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the just has turned out to be a great partner for us. And so, you know, if you don't care about those things and those are the customers that you want, that's great. Align with who you need to align with, but just be sure that the contractors you're going to recommend or bring in on your customer's behalf are aligned with your values and how you handle them. Um, I also think too, you always got to think a little bit in the reverse. You don't know how often that chimney sweep may have to be referring a good roofing contractor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ah, We've gotten there. leads from him too. Yeah, for sure. Ah. And, and especially like insurance work where we do have a storm in our area and we've got trees down and stuff. We've had calls from our chimney guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It always works both ways. Um, so as you're kind of looking at that, the, um, and I'm going to kind of start here. I, this is both Wendy and Nathan, but, you know, a checklist. And so Wendy, let's start with you because you kind of talked about this before. Um, but what is that checklist that contractors should be kind of top of mind? And there's a, probably a lot more than this, but this is just top of mind of when you go up and you look at either if it's the first time looking at the chimney or that yearly inspection. Well, the first time I would say, you know, your checklist includes um, moss removal, lichen removal, you know, does the chimney, do the bricks need to be cleaned? Um, are the bricks and the mortar in good condition? And sometimes we even pull that from the GIS where we, where we date the home to know when the chimney was installed. You're assuming it's when the house was built. Um, you know, asking about, do they use the chimney or not? Yes or no, you know, having those checklists go so that when your guys get out in the field, they've already got some information on there. And then the field inspection is adding to that. So field inspection, the, the front end um, people say, yes, they use their chimney regularly or no, they don't use their chimney regularly or no, this isn't an in of interest to them. And so then the guys in the field will say, okay, well, I, I inspected the chimney. The pan looks like it's falling out. So we're probably going to have to get some help with that. I mean, the, the counter flashing. And then, um, you know, yes, I'm seeing additional moss. So we recommend a cleaning before we do that. And then, then your sales team comes back to the customer and says, well, okay, so included in the renewal of your roof, we want to include a, a cleaning of your bricks and your chimney. And it's just kind of a light wire brush cleaning there's a lot of ways to do it, but, you know, we don't want you to have a brand new, beautiful roof and this ugly moss covered chimney. And the customer goes, oh my goodness, that's great. And by the way, I think your gutter should be replaced because again, you don't want a brand new roof. John Kenny mentioned it in the comments is like value added services, things you can do that the customer won't think about until you're already gone. And they're like, God, my roof looks beautiful, but that gutters look like crap or yeah. the chimney. Look at all that moss. It looks so ugly. Now, now I got to call somebody else to deal with it. And if you're leaving them with the whole package intact, they're so much happier, so much happier maintenance wise, separate checklist again, you know, um, and you have to be very clear with your guys on this is, you know, 
Are you asking them to replace the mortar or, or seal the mortar? What product did you use? What color do you need? Um, you know, usually that's a field decision at the time. Um, the estimator maybe can or cannot do that. So they have to have three or four tubes of stuff in their car with them or their truck. Um, uh, did you clean it? You know, moss removal. Did you seal it? What day was it sealed? And then, you know, ambient temperature of, of when the sealant was applied. Those are extreme, but they're really good references for later on if there's ever any any issue. Question, Nathan. Kind of continue on that too. You know, I, I that's really interesting. Like the temperature for when the products go on, the wetness. Is it raining? What's going on? And really having that um, checklist to make sure that you have the right products. Yeah, I think this might be a good opportunity to talk about more flex a little bit too. Yeah. So. You know, the picture here is is one where we've got some uh, mortar crumbling out from between the bricks, right? A very, very common thing that you could spot uh, when you're inspecting a chimney, right? There's some tuck pointing work that needs to be done. And we mentioned earlier that, you know, the, the whole mixing up a batch of mortar, it's not necessarily something that's a quick and easy fix, right? You've got to mix up a batch. You gotta have the buckets, you've gotta have the mortar, uh, you're lugging it up onto the roof, all that sort of stuff. Uh, whereas using more flex uh, to patch uh, that uh, spot is something that you can even do, you know, go up to the inspection, come down, talk to the owner and say, hey, I can have this fixed for you in 20 minutes, right? So just to, a couple tubes of Morflex gray will probably solve most of your applications, but you can also have a color card, right? So that you can show them, hey, I've taken a picture and actually we're going to use the beige and here it is against your existing uh, mortar up there. And you can kind of show uh, a match right away. And then I think this, this is a cool product, right? So it's, it's not a mortar, it's a sealant. Right, but here you go. It's it's in between a couple pieces of brick here, and I hope that that looks like mortar, right? But it's actually something that's pretty flexible, right? So I can push on this and I can move it. And the reason that you got cracking there is because there's some stress going on, right? So if if you crack that or if you patch that with a mortar that's super inflexible guess what? It's going to crack again, right? And so we, we don't often see people build chimneys with this. It, it, it has been done, um, but uh, not, not what we'd recommend. Uh, it's, it's really been done for fun. But for, for patching, I mean, it's, it's the perfect product, right? Because you're going to have stress there. The sealant's going to absorb it. You're not going to have cracking. And you can, you can be done with your maintenance uh, in five minutes. Wow. Yeah. And Heidi, I would add, we want to be sure that, you know, you, you're portraying to the customer that if we're going to put this over, that this is a short-term fix for a longer-term problem, that eventually they may have to deal with the bricks. They may have to deal with having a, a, a you know, a mason out and fix this or remove it altogether if they're going to choose not to do it, but that this will help get them through, you know, get yeah. them through some more time. It's, it's kind of like what um, our next talk, exactly the next thing is stopping the leaks. And so that's right. exactly what Nathan's saying is stopping the leaks and really kind of figuring out um, 
what you need to do short-term and long-term. So when you maybe continue on that vein. Yeah, I just, uh, again, the, you know, the mortar flicks, when you get to the place where things are cracking or crumbling, you're, you're at an end of life of a product and you just have to be, you have to make sure your customer is aware of that. And then, you know, here's, here are the solutions we can offer. We can turn you over to a Mason to completely rebuild the chimney for 10 grand, <laughs> or, you know, we can try to help you get through another few years. And, you know, these are the things that we recommend. And the more, like this stuff is, this stuff is so cool. Do not give that to your guys when you're in the office because it's a toy. They will play with that <laughs> stuff and it bends and nobody can believe it's it's sticky. It's it's a little grainy when you do the yeah. install. Um so it's not really a finger thing. It's not a it's not a typical um solvent kind of based. It's it's more you want to use the right tools to install it, but it's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, Nathan, I need a couple of those color cards, please. <laughs> no problem. We're, we're I happy to, gone missing to send and, them out and, to you or to anyone else on the call that needs one. Yeah, that's that's a great tool. Again, is is tell them what you're going to do and show them and let them see on the photo and then next to the color card. See, now here's the color difference. So if you want us to, if you're concerned about the way it looks and you want us to do all of it, that's great. That's going to be this time constraint and you're going to build that into your bid. Or if it's not, you'd like us to just do the partial. That's great. But I would recommend always build the line item into your bid that shows how much it would be to do the whole thing. Because to your point earlier, they get done and they look at it and they're like, oh, honey, the woman, especially, yeah. honey, I wish we would have done the whole chimney. It looks like crap. Can we just have them do the whole chimney? You're like, okay, you know, so they there already know is. how much it's going to cost and you're not going back and having to do another bid. Yeah. And, um, I know as we're going, we're kind of talking about the mortar, but I want to make sure, um, when it comes to stopping the leaks too, that we really make sure we flashings like you said the pan like the whole just making sure that it's roofed correctly around the chimney yeah yeah that's so hard and and again to nathan's point about the structure of a you know a rectangle versus a square even a square you know a rectangle that's been problems and you tear the roof off and oftentimes we'll find just rotted completely rotted plywood and don't even get me started on an osb but um <laughs> you know, that'll, that'll be behind it. Cause it's like, we complain all the time about an architect who designs a home where a pitched roof dead ends into a wall, right? We have a dead Valley. It, that's a chimney. Like it's on <laughs> every roof. And, and, you know, Nathan mentioned it earlier and it's just so crazy that we continue to do that. So, you know, if you come across that when you're roofing, you, you start to talk to them about doing a cricket of some sort or something that you can divert the water away from it or mm -hmm. a buildup of some sort or, you know, flashing that's getting, but, but then again, if it's just going to be flashing and they don't want to do the whole enchilada, then you have to lay the foundation of understand this is going to require regular maintenance. I mean, I've, we've actually done jobs where we go up to do a cleaning and the lady's complaining that her roof's leaking and someone who had been on her roof and it wasn't the little 85 year old woman we were helping Someone who'd been on her roof left is garbage behind her chimney. Can't oh. see it from the ground and just standing there collecting water and pooling water and running sideways. And so when we did her tear off, she's a great example of it. All of the plywood underneath there was just rotted because the water wow. was like a little swimming pool. Wow. Wow. Um, it makes me nervous. Now I'm thinking about, we gotta go check. No, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so. 
let's Nathan let's kind of go back into I mean what we're just talking about I mean it and what you had talked about earlier you know the silence the cockings the whole it's across the whole nine yards whatever part it's on the masonry or um with the shingles but why don't you talk a little bit about the importance of the sealants and cocks and also the performance you know how does that all play and how does that help the contractor even in their cell to the homeowner talking about that Absolutely. So, so there's a few things that you want to watch for. Uh, certainly when doing uh, tuck pointing on a chimney, uh, about half the products out there that are for concrete or masonry or stucco are going to be self-leveling. And those are not going to work, right? And so, uh, you know, a self-leveling is going to be a lot thinner and it's going to settle down and you've got a uh, vertical application here. So you need one that's a little higher in viscosity, right? It's a little thicker so that it'll hang in the joint. You can tool it uh, to match the previous mortar job and, and not just have it slump down. Uh, and, and then you do want to understand the performance, right? So uh, a lot of the sealants that match, you know, those, those um, mortars have some aggregate in there. There's some sand or some other particulate to make it look textured like mortar, as, as you can see, you know, kind of here. And, uh, you know, straight up, that, that compromises uh, the performance of the sealant to a degree, right? You're, you're taking that strong, flexible, elastic resin, and you're throwing a bunch of sand in there that doesn't stick well, it doesn't stretch well, right? <laughs> And so uh, you, you just want to make sure that you're using something that you're comfortable with. You know, if, if you're looking at a new product, certainly do some adhesion testing uh, to make sure that, that it's going to uh, stay in there. And then Wendy already talked about it a little bit, but another area that, that we try to really focus on is the moisture sensitivity, right? So uh, it's ideal if we have dry, clean, and you know, there's, there's no dust on it and it's not going to rain for three weeks, but in the reality that that happens once in a blue moon, right? And so it only happens uh, in factories, Nathan, exactly. <laughs> or, or in the, the R&D lab, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Where, where we're creating the product. Um, so you want to make sure that, that your product can handle moisture, that you understand uh, when it can uh, uh, get wet and, and that you're not going to have any problems there. And then I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, bring my strips out, right? Houses move, right? And so the most important piece of a sealant is that it can move, but then also that it relaxes when it moves, right? And so this is obviously the Sashko product, but, you know, this can stay there. It can stretch and flex with temperature uh, day after day after day. And you're not going to have a problem because of how relaxed that is. You want to you want to look for a sealant that relaxes. Um, along that line, then, and we're just going to kind of keep going with that thing. So, talk to us about the you know, the products for the products that are needed, and we're going to talk. Um, but let's start with some of those Sashko products, and then we're going to also talk about some of the other products that Wendy um has used um in chimney maintenance. So. Let's start out with through the roof and the cobra nozzle. <laughs> the cobra. <laughs> um, so through the roof is kind of our all-purpose uh, roofing sealant. Comes in clear, black, and white, and um, it's 
designed to stick to basically everything that you're going to have uh, on the roof. Uh, not textured, right? So in the area of uh, tuck pointing, you, you go with more flex there again. Um, but for just about everything else, this will be fine. Uh, it is designed mainly for residential, right? So uh, it's it's actually a rubber-based sealant. It's the one that I stretched before, right? So super elastic. Um, but it's got some solvent in here that dissolves rubber. And that's a good thing for the delivery of this. But what that means is uh, it's not really going to be the ideal product for EPDM or TPO. So if you're getting into more of that commercial stuff, uh, it actually sticks phenomenally, but it'll cause the TPO to wrinkle a little bit because it's actually biting in a little bit. And so um, typically we don't recommend it, uh, certainly not for, for a really heavy application. But for uh, aluminum, you know, a, a lot of sealants out there struggle uh, with aluminum flashings. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal, one of the best ones you can find. Uh, we, we typically tell folks to be a little cautious with Kynar. You know, if you've got the, um, the coated metal roofing, uh, it'll stick pretty well. But when it gets cold and has pressure applied to it, uh, everything struggles on Kynar, right? And so I'm talking about like the little ice guards, right? So it's or the snow guards. You put it on, you tack the snow guard on, and then it's holding a bunch of snow up there. Uh, that's a tough uh, application for, for any sealant uh, without a little backup, uh, you know, some, something physical to hold it on. Uh, but it, it's a great product. Uh, people use it all over the country. Uh, you can put it on when wet. You can put it on when it's freezing. Uh, and and it, uh, it does really well for us. It also comes in a brushable version. Uh, and I like to say, you know, this is typically the scalpel that's kind of the battle axe. Uh, so most folks are using our cartridge grade. Uh, we, we do see folks use the, the brush grade for a few applications. Uh, one of the main ones is traumatic damage, right? So that going back to the example Wendy used earlier, uh, you should probably have a new roof, but it's going to be a few weeks before we can get out here. We can, you know, fix everything and... Uh, so in the meantime, you don't want your stuff getting wet. So we're going to slather this on. It'll be okay for a few weeks. Um, it is designed to last longer than that. I mean, it's, it's you know, got a lifetime guarantee along with all of our products. Um, but um, that, is, that is one that we find frequently uh, folks doing traumatic patches uh, before they can come out and put a new roof on. Wow. At least you know there's something out there that can do that because right. right now there's a lot of people in Florida who probably are going, Oh yeah. Okay. We need that. <laughs> um, the, and, and we talked about more flex um, for the, um, the brick and the mortar and really kind of doing that. Then um, how does that all work into, I mean, Wendy will go to you. How does that to, you know, waterproofing the brick or doing any coatings? How much of that do you do and what kind of products? So the primary one we use for waterproofing brick is the GAF. Uh, Mason X. Um, it's just a thicker roll-on, doesn't have a sheen to it, um, you know, uh, not really, doesn't really, changes the color of the brick a little bit, but not a lot. So that's the one we're using. Um, the more flex is definitely the repair for um, Mason repairs and, and different things like that, helping that counter flashing, you know, seal back up again, um, if it's a smaller uh, issue. 
Um, the through the roof, I actually would say I, I love the battle acts <laughs> because <laughs> it's like tree penetrations, you know, and, and again, um, small holes that like, oh my God, we have to tarp this whole roof for this small hole that we have to get back out here and fix. And it's like, it's just, um, slap it on. And the beauty of the, the through the roof is it's, it's a wet application. So in rain, it will stick. And, you know, when we have storms, obviously it's typically still stormy or wet or raining. And, um, it just gives you an opportunity to have a, um, a, a, a stoppage of a leak without having to put more penetrations in the roof for a small, um, issue, right? So when you install a tarp, you're rolling up into the battens, you're, you know, securing it to the roof and you're creating more holes. And if you don't have to do that, it's, it's better. So we haven't quite got the insurance industry on board with that yet, but yeah. um, you know, when you explain it to them and if you have a reasonable adjuster, they've, they've been pretty good about it because again, first step of it, all of it is to secure the interior contents and make sure it doesn't continue to leak. So, right. And we get a lot of that. Um, yeah actually everywhere. It's not just, it's everywhere right now. Um, so, um, obviously the flashings, the brick cleaners, the brushes, having all of this in your trucks, Wendy, kind of finishing that up of being able to really, whether they're doing inspections, they're doing full reroutes or they're doing repairs or maintenance, all of this kind of stuff to have those kind of kits put together for your crews. I think it has to be really important. Yeah. Have a, have a milk crate. Have yeah. your chimney milk crate that has, you know, everything that you're going to need. And again, be sure I, the thing that's nice is, you know, to empower your guys in the field to help bring something to your attention that you can bring to the customer's attention that maybe we didn't see making sure that you get the paperwork signed and everything's done for a change order and, and that, you know, people aren't just going up and slapping things on without having a conversation. So our guys are pretty good about that, but you know, everybody gets in the mode of what I, what I find the struggle with the most with roofers is they want to help. Right. So they want to do, and they don't think about what's behind what they're doing and how it could go wrong. And that's our job as, as owners. And so, you know, just trying to give them all the tools that they need. Again, the brushes, is the nappy brush, you know, the real thick, almost sheepskin looking brush is tends to be the most. I think you can spray it on. I, I can't speak to that one because I don't know if we've done that or not, but we just use the nappy brush, protect the roof surface with tarping. Um, and then, you know, the cleaners, um, just real basic janitorial supplies have brick cleaners all the time. Um, and then um, if you're gonna use a wire brush, just make sure the guys understand light touch you know and if they can't handle that then don't give them a wire brush give them a, <laughs> give them a plastic bristle because you can damage bricks with that if you're if you're overzealous um so um yeah just the generalities and and it's just a great add-on and a great way to have that valued added, added service in your maintenance program and again differentiate yourself from all the other contracts that gave them bids contractors that gave them bids that you know, you're showing yourself as a, as a consummate professional in our industry. So cool. Thank you both. Wow. This has been a great presentation. I I think there's huge amounts in here. They're going to be very helpful for people to help expand, differentiate their business. Um, so I want to say thank you so much. And I also want to say thank you to everybody who's on here. And also, um, if you have any questions, so I have a couple comments in here. I've had a couple questions come in. Um, 
but if you have any questions for Wendy or Nathan, please put them in now. We have just a few minutes and we'll um, hit a couple of those. I do want to, Wendy kind of said something earlier, but I think this was really great um, from John Kenny on the excellent point. So many residential contractors are missing the high profit, the repair and maintenance side of the business bring to the table. Um, and so Wendy, I would love to just you know, high level, but how do you start that? How do you start that residential um, service and maintenance program in your company? Yeah, I have your have your team watch this, right? Because <laughs> I, I think more than anything, you've got to get your team to understand what's behind why we're doing this. Because a lot of times they just, just tell me what to do and what to talk about, but it, it's a consultive role, right? So you got to have them understand how you're helping the customer. You got to have them understand how to be careful for your company. And so, you know, have the team watch this, have them ask questions and then start at, start when you're on the phone during your intake. That's where it starts is, would you be interested? You know, we offer chimney maintenance. Do you have a chimney on your home? And you should know that already. You know, if you're getting an intake, your, your person's on the phone on GIS looking at Google Maps, right? And I see yeah. you have a chimney. Do you use your chimney? And and just get started, but be careful as an owner of just turning people loose in this and, and give them specific things to talk about, specific questions to ask, and, you know, include your legal team on this again, because, um, you know, we don't do events for a reason. We, we, we have to be careful around heat sources and flashings, and we didn't even talk about wood pipes, but, you know, stove pipes, yeah. but, um, making sure the sealants we're using are correct and all those things. So, um, I think it's a I think it's a great value added service. It's just getting your team on board and having it done right. Perfect. Um, I love it. We have a great question here. This will be our last one. Um, it's from Joe. Thank you, Joe. And he said, first of all, awesome presentation to both of you. And then he says, Jay, um, Nathan, where can I get the sample card for Morflex? Great question. Uh, so there's a few spots. Uh, you can go on to our website and all over the place, there's a request samples uh, button that you can click and you can say in there, I want some color cards for Morflex. We, we are actually happy to send color cards or, or even the dangerous things that Wendy doesn't like. You know, um, <laughs> It's like uh, a fidget toy. <laughs> that's right. Um, Heidi, do you have joe's contact information we handy do. okay so so i'll make sure that that happens without you having to go to the website uh we'll send you a few color cards and wendy i've got you down for some as well thanks Nathan. perfect and for all of you out there um Sashko has a full directory on Rivers Coffee Shop. You can, if you are trying to find them, just go into that directory. It has great articles. This is, we've um, done past podcasts and webinars with Nathan in the past that are just really good. So um, please check out their directory, check out what they have, the information there. And that's where you can get some more sample cards too. They'll get you right to their website. So um both of you, thank you so much, Nathan and Wendy. We so appreciate your time and your wisdom. This has been, I mean, everybody's staying here. It's just a great presentation. Thank you so much. Thanks, Heidi, for having us. It's been fun. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, it's it's always fun. Wendy, Heidi, good talking thank to you. Thank you. And I want to thank um, Sashko for being, to bring this. This was their idea. Great topic, great education, um, and a great way to differentiate and build your business. So um, keep watching. Please visit their directory, and we will see all of you on the next 
um, RLW, which will be November 30th. And it's going to be um, from our friends at DaVinci about keep cash flowing in cold weather. It's going to be really good. Very um, time, good time for it. And again, this is on demand. It will be within the next 24 hours. So you'll be able to get it. Please share it. And we will look forward to seeing you the next time on Rivers Coffee Shop RLW. Have a great day. Thank you all.